A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm talking about a pretty common mental block tool called the confidence ladder and why they don't work on mental blocks. Now, confidence ladder is really just setting a series of goals. So some people have this feeling like goals don't work for my kid. It just stresses them out. It doesn't work. Or maybe this confidence ladder process of setting small goals, their kid is stalled out on it. Well, there's a reason why. I'm going to go into that today. And writing down a plan you know, to make step-by-step progress and get your confidence back can be very effective, but it, there are a couple of requirements, okay? The, the perspective on it has to shift entirely or it often backfires and the kid ends up losing their skills and kind of giving up and feeling like there isn't any hope. So because I talked to so many families who have tried this sort of training and it didn't work... I'm going to talk to you about why your kid keeps getting and losing the same skills and what you need to do differently if you want the confidence to stick. And for parents, if your athlete is struggling with mental blocks, be sure to check out my free training for gymnastics parents. It's all about how to help your kid through mental blocks without making it worse, without being too controlling, too involved, or putting too much pressure on them. So if you haven't already, I definitely encourage you to check out my free training. You can go to completeperformancecoaching.com slash free and learn all about how to best support your athlete. All right, let's take it away. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca. I am excited to talk to you today about one of my favorite slash least favorite methods to overcome a mental block. I, over the last few weeks, I have talked to at least one family a week that comes to me and says, you know, we've tried mental training before and it didn't work. We tried a confidence ladder and it didn't work or it worked temporarily. So in the Perform Happy community this week, one of our newest members was in this position and she posted in our private Facebook group. And I wanted just to share my answer that I gave her here because I think it can benefit a lot of people. Sometimes when gymnasts are asked to set a goal around breaking through their block, it actually makes things worse. So when they're asked to lay out a path of how they're going to get through it, it can make things worse. So first I'm going to read the some of the question that this mom posted 
And then I'm going to tell you a little bit of um, my answer. So here we go. This gymnastics mom said that her daughter in the past had developed a process to get over her blocks and they worked. But then after a few months, she would go back and it was often the same skills. Then they made some confidence ladders. And just if you're like, what is a confidence ladder, Rebecca, what are you talking about? It's where you basically, you write a little list of like, first, I'm going to do it on the low beam. Then I'm going to do it on the medium beam with mats. Then I'm going to do it on the medium beam with less mats. Then I'm going to go to the high beam with lots of mats, then less mats, then one's like a heavy spot, less of a spot. You sort of like just work through as if you're just learning that skill again. And when you are blocked on a skill, meaning that your brain is not letting your body do what it's capable of, so you're freezing up, you're bailing out, then one of the best ways to do it is what's called systematic desensitization, where you just do a little bit at a time. You get some successes, you build like this confidence snowball, and you work your way up to doing the skill. This is how you often learn a skill for the first time. And when you have quote unquote lost a skill, often you have to start back at square one and rebuild. Okay. So yes, that works in theory. The theory of systematic desensitization absolutely works, but children and adolescents are complex. Their confidence is complex and there is more to it. And I know you know that if you are struggling with a mental block or if you have a kid who is, you know, it is not so simple as going low beam, medium beam, high beam, hooray. If it was, I would not be here talking to you. So if you, you know, set up this goal ladder, this confidence ladder, and it doesn't work for you or it hasn't worked for you in the past, I'm going to tell you why. So, okay. Then this mom goes on to say, then her coach had her write down a plan during privates and even for the week of practice. And that has worked too. But right now she has all those things, but shows less movement toward using them. It almost seems like she's comfortable where she is, but I know she isn't based on some small comments here and there, looks on her face when others do the moves she isn't doing right now. So mom's just like, ah, maybe she's exhausted by meat season. I'm trying not to push, but I feel like she needs to talk about it. I've seen her stall, for lack of a better word, before. Then one day she'll make significant progress. It seems very sudden. Sometimes she slides back, but not always. So mom is watching this yo-yo confidence happen with her kid. And this I see all the time. When the confidence ladder is not used properly. Now, I love a good confidence ladder. Like I said, easing back into the skill is one of the main ways to get it. You have to show your brain evidence that that skill is safe. And so doing it on an easier surface is an incredible way to build confidence. It's only one of the six ways that you can build confidence is a past success. But if you start getting successful, you're going to pick up momentum and you're going to start moving forward faster. So here's the misconception with the confidence ladder. You assume that it's a confidence tool, that the purpose of this tool is to build confidence, right? But the way that I use it and the way that we set it up and perform happy is that this is not a confidence building tool. This is an awareness tool. And awareness is the first and most important part of rebuilding confidence and mental toughness. When you are in that yo-yo confidence, I can do it, I can't do it. What's wrong? Oh my gosh, I was doing it yesterday. What's the problem? Coaches are baffled. Kids are baffled. Everybody's baffled. Like you climbed up this ladder, you made it, and then down you go again. It's like shoots and ladders, right? 
So when you're going through that process, when you set any goal as an athlete, what it does is it focuses your energy, it focuses your your motivation toward a certain thing. So you get on track and you start working toward that thing that is your goal. But the problem with perfectionists, which is, I don't know, every single athlete that we work with, maybe not everybody, but there is a tendency toward perfectionism in gymnasts. There's also a major tendency toward perfectionism in kids who develop mental blocks and fears on skills. They see a goal as a pass-fail method of grading themselves. You either reached your goal or you failed. So when you set up a confidence ladder and it's very, you know, it's like, it has to be this skill, then this, we're going to do this many of these, then we're going to do this, this many of these, and onto that. It's like this assignment that you're supposed to climb. If at any point you fail, you do not reach your goal, then what happens is that you look at it and go, oh, I failed. That's the answer. I can't do it. That's the most common negative thought in a kid with a mental block. I can't do it. But it feels absolutely true. It is a fact. I can't physically do this skill that I used to be able to do. But what's missing is, yes, confidence, but also awareness. They don't know why it's happening. And then the coach says, what's wrong? What are you afraid of? Why aren't you going? And the kid looks at them and they do not know the answer. They actually don't know. They're like. I'm not sure. I just can't go. And the coach goes, well, you need to figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you if you don't know what's going on. And the parent is like, did you do your skill? Why not? And the kid does not know. So that awareness has to come before confidence. I mean, and really the answer to that question is always, I didn't have enough confidence, but there's more to it. There's always a domino effect. There's a pattern for every athlete that has this. There's a point where you go from having high confidence to a dip in confidence. And a mental block is not like a, it's not a death sentence, you guys. It's just a dip in confidence. It's temporary, but you have to understand what's going on that's sort of setting that domino effect in motion that domino number nine is I can't do my skill. But there's been a lot of different things that have happened up to that point. Okay, so so here we've got goals as a pass-fail method of grading. Basically leave the perfectionist feeling like they are the problem. Any inflexible plans where a coach says you have to do this by this day or else, or your ladder says this is how many you have to do before X. Anytime that there's a, something inflexible, it doesn't allow for the multifaceted thing that is adolescent competence. Now, you might have showed up yesterday and had the best day and made all this progress. Then today you show up and you can't do anything and it doesn't make any sense. I guarantee you, if you spent five minutes with me, I would be able to help you identify what was it that was different today. There's always something and that's where that awareness comes in. Okay, so back to the confidence ladder as an awareness tool. So you set up this you know, here's the way that I think I can progress through these progressions, these little pieces of this skill. Then you start working on it. That's when the work happens. You start and you either pass or fail, right? You're either successful or not successful with that miniature goal that you set. So here's the thing. When you've got your energy focused on this thing, you don't reach your goal. You can either feel like a failure or 
you can ask yourself, okay, what went wrong? What can I do differently? Then you set a new goal. And that new goal might be farther down your ladder, but you go, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. Let's try this instead. This didn't work because I don't feel confident enough, or I didn't speak up, or I didn't ask for the map that I usually have, or I am feeling really tired today. So you you start to go, okay, what was it that didn't set me up for success here? So that's a totally different conversation in the mind of an athlete than I failed. I can't do it. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Instead, they're going, all right, what can I do? And what is it about this progression that isn't working right now? Then you get a little wisdom and you set a new goal. And it might be the same goal. You might go try again, or it might be a different, easier goal. But if you're looking at it purely as like up the ladder is passing, down the ladder is failing, then you're you're using it all wrong. The same thing goes with any goals. So if you are just assuming if I reach my goal, I pass. If I don't reach my goal, I fail. You are leaving so much wisdom on the table. So the way we use this is you go in and you try and you get two tries on each level. And if you don't, then you back it up and you gain some wisdom and you build a little confidence. And I know it's like, this is such a complicated thing I'm trying to explain to you in just a few minutes. But what I want you to understand is it's all about paying attention. It's all about finding clues. The goal process is really just a vehicle for you to have a conversation with your brain where your brain goes, nope, I can't do it. And you go, okay, brain, what can you do? Want to try this? Let's try this. No, that didn't work either. That's okay. How about let's try this? Let's talk to the coach. Let's grab one of these. You're in problem solving mode rather than a shutdown mode. And you're aiming to climb that ladder, but the speed with which you climb is not nearly as important as the amount of wisdom you gain through trying. It's the trying and the wisdom that teaches you mental toughness. It teaches you resilience. So that's what we're really all about. If you go in and you just fail miserably, I'm like, oh, we're going to find so many clues. This was a good week. And kids are like, you're nuts, Rebecca. But I'm like, no, no, this is so good. If you have a bad meet, we have got so many things that we can find from this that are going to make you a better athlete. So if you have a week where your confidence ladder is just like, you just went totally like shoots and ladders down the slide back to the beginning, then we go, okay, this is an opportunity for you to figure out some wisdom about what makes you tick. And anytime an athlete has a setback, I just tell them you're back in the awareness phase. There are three phases of breaking through a mental block. Number one is awareness. Number two is confidence. Number three is self-trust. This is what we take you through and perform happy through that whole process. And anytime you have a backslide, it just means that there's awareness that you need to gain. Most of the time, people are rushing. They're going too fast. They're not listening to their brain. They're trying to please. There's a lot of things that they are not aware of that are keeping the brakes on. They might be in an emotionally abusive coaching situation. They might be completely overpressured by their well-meaning parent. All of these things are going to have to get solved before the brain is going to allow the body to do what it's capable of. So setting goals and confidence ladders do work. They work very, very, very well as long as it's not just the focus on pass and fail. The focus is on the wisdom you gain through trying and you're willing to continue to set new goals, even if it's not the top of the ladder yet, even if you have a meet on Friday, because you're really just 
getting yourself used to the process of aiming for something and learning through the opportunity you've been given to try that for the day. And I promise you, if you keep at it and you have that attitude and you're addressing these different things that are coming up inside of you during that process, like how mean are you to yourself when you don't make it? That's great awareness. How negative are you when you're having a quote unquote bad day? Great awareness. And then you get the tools to start shifting those things that you notice. And that's when your confidence starts to flourish. Then finally, as you've kind of got these tools and skills and you're like, all right, I know how to work through fear. You get to the point where you actually can operate without fear and that's self-trust. Okay. I know that was a lot, but if you have any questions about this stuff, feel free to DM me, you know, send me a message. I would love to talk you through it. Also parents, if you're familiar with everything I'm talking about, then you've done your research and you have got a kid who has a mental walk. And if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to check out my free training for gymnastics parents. That's all about how to help your athlete overcome their mental blocks without being too controlling or too involved, you know, without putting all that pressure on them. So if you haven't already checked out that free training, you can do that. You can register right now, completeperformancecoaching.com slash free. It's just for parents. If you have a cheerleader, if you have a diver, if you have a figure skater, any, a pole vaulter, any of the quote unquote scary sports, you can definitely benefit even though it talks about gymnastics, but I hope that you'll check out the training and I hope that you will realize that it's not the tool that's not working. It's the approach to the tool that is not working and the overwhelming focus on get that skill now. Okay. So it's, a, it's really upside down, but you know, if you're ready for some help on this, I'd love to carry you through it in a more efficient way. All right. Hope that you got something great out of that. And I will be back next week answering more questions. So feel free to send questions my way. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the perform happy podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.